If you ask John Means and Cole Irvin about their 2023 seasons, I don't think either of them would say they contributed as much to the Orioles as they wanted to. So the question is, going into next year, do they both have a role in the Orioles rotation? We'll talk about that and more with Danielle Allentuck of the Baltimore Banner coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023, and welcome back into the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and we are joined by a special guest today. She is Danielle Allentuck, who covers the Baltimore Orioles for the Baltimore Banner. It is her first appearance on the Locked On Orioles podcast. Danielle, first of all. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on a Wednesday evening, even as some Orioles news uh, broke just about an hour ago. Of course. Thanks for having me. And and so the plan was to talk about Cole Irvin and John Means and kind of talk through their 2023 seasons and what they could look like as they move forward with the Orioles next year. But we're recording right around 6 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night. And about an hour ago, we got some Orioles news. And we're not going to go too far into it. I'll get to it more on tomorrow's episode. And also, listen, this is not a player the Orioles brought in. This is a pitching coach. There's just a lot less information about who this person is. And I'm sure more and more of it will come out uh, from you all and others in the coming days. But the Orioles have a pitching coach. Drew French is the new pitching coach. He is a 39-year-old who was most recently the bullpen coach of the Atlanta Braves. So he's been with a winning pitching staff for the last couple of years, and he's got himself a World Series ring in his first year with the Braves in 2021. I think like the one point to make about this, Danielle, is that French used to work in the Astros system when Mike Elias and Sigma Dell were there. That kind of seems to me like the baseline, here's why this guy is now in Baltimore. He did. He also worked with Holt, too, while he was there. So he was in the Astros organization from 2016 to 2020. So he overlapped with all the Orioles connections there for about three seasons. Um, And my understanding, he would have been retained in 2020 uh, if it hadn't been for COVID and no minor league season. But Drew French got as high as AAA there. Um, He has a great reputation. The uh, Braves really liked him. He was their bullpen coach. And like you said, that first year they went and won the World Series and they had the second best record in the NL that year. So he's very well respected. This is definitely the biggest position of his career, but, you know, he seems like he's ready for it. Obviously, the Orioles know him a little bit, so they probably feel a little more comfortable putting a first time coach knowing his track record. Yeah, and something the Orioles did with their hitting coaches a couple years ago, Matt Barsholte, Ryan Fuller, they had never been big league hitting coaches. They hired them to kind of co-do the job. Now Chris Holt reassigned, Darren Holmes not coming back, but Drew French is that guy. And again, I felt like when they moved Chris Holt, I talked about it on this podcast, This the new pitching coach is going to have some sort of Astros connection. I came up with a couple names. None of them were Drew French, but it, it does kind of make sense here. But Drew French is going to have a bunch of new arms to work with for the Orioles. And a couple of those guys we're going to talk about today, John Means and Cole Irvin, kind of look back on their season. So I wanted to start with Means because there's not as much on-field action, at least to talk about from 2023. His season ended with just four starts in September. He had the setback in May with the back muscle where that kind of pushed back his entire rehab of Tommy John for coming back. And then he had another setback in between the end of the year and the start of the ALDS and the Orioles left him off of the postseason roster. So he ends up making four starts in what could be his second to last year with the Orioles. So Danielle, like 
do you feel like there was like memories at all of, of John Means? Like if you're looking back, you know, for you, it's your first season on the Orioles beat. Like how long would it take for you, you think, in a couple of years to, to remember that, oh yeah, John Means did actually pitch for this team. Like how much of an impact do you feel like he did make on this team? I mean, if you look at like his on-field performance, I don't think you can say much. I mean, he had great games. I mean, I remember sitting there in Cleveland, which I believe was his second or third start back, and he almost threw a no-hitter. I mean, it's for the eighth inning, and I was like, wow, like this guy's unbelievable. I had never seen him pitch in person before. Um, so I will always remember that game, um, mainly because any game that gets that far in no-hitter is just engraved in my brain at this point in my career. But I think, you know, he made a lot of impact off the field. I think that's what the people in the clubhouse would remember would be his leadership. He was around the team a lot, even though he wasn't necessarily on the field a lot. And I think you're always going to look back at these playoffs and wonder what would have happened if John Means had been in them. So I, I think for me, this season is more of like what would have happened if John Means was healthy the whole year, not necessarily remembering what he did on the field. Yeah, I mean, that start in Cleveland was really, really fun. He, he came back September 12th. I, I was there for that first start against the Cardinals, which was like kind of perfectly fine. Uh, you know, all four of his starts went at least five innings. So that was good. Like he he ate up some innings, even though it was only a couple of weeks. He did eat some innings for the Orioles. That start in Cleveland was great. But I, I would agree with what I'll remember from the 2023 season for Means is that what could have been. I mean, it's it's the playoffs is number one. That'll come up because of how poorly, especially – Dean Kramer really in game three, because that could have been John Means's start there, you know, how poorly that went for the Orioles with him out. But I also think earlier in the season, because the O's went into the year saying, hey, we could have John Means back at some point shortly after the All-Star break if everything goes well. And at that point, you know, back in, in March, they were saying, hey, he's on track with his rehab and it looks like things are going well. Then he goes to Sarasota. We get a little bit of word that they're maybe planning on throwing him in an FCL game. Instead, he injures a, a back muscle completely separate from the Tommy John just doing some workouts or some exercises and that pushes him way back it felt like it a couple of months so I, I think that part plays in as well like yes they didn't have him for a game three of the ALDS but also to not have John Means for another two months I think Hurt, hurt the team a little bit too. And, and maybe if he had more time to settle in, you know, he would have had more time to work through the little elbow things that come up when you come back from Tommy John and maybe right. he's not out for a playoff series. Yeah. And like the elbow soreness is very normal. I mean, I think a lot of pitchers experience that. I think a lot of times we don't hear about it because, you know, it's not case of, you know, taking up a roster spot. Usually it's like, okay, maybe they can just skip a start and it's not a big deal. They just hop back in the next time. But it's also, you know, the whole domino effect. If he had come back around the All-Star game before the trade deadline, they may not have had to go out and get another starting pitcher. And Jack Flaherty, who we all know didn't turn out well for this team, maybe they could have used their resources to get another reliever, fill a hole somewhere else. So, I mean, that whole delay caused that whole domino effect, you know, put a lot of extra innings on some of the other pitchers, which, as we all know, hurt them as they got into the playoffs. Yeah, the, the stats for Means fully, I mentioned, four starts, 23 and two-thirds innings. 2.66 ERA was really good. Uh, only 10 strikeouts, but in typical John Means fashion, only four walks, four home runs, only 13 hits allowed. Like, it, it was pretty solid. His fastball velocity was 91.7 miles per hour. That was his exact average from 2022 before the injury. That was his exact average in 2019 when he had, you know, one of his best seasons and was in the top three in rookie of the year voting. So in terms of Velo and the pitches being back, that seemed fine, which I think was a really, really good sign for the Orioles. The one issue was he wasn't really missing 
any bats at all. He got a 16% swing and miss rate, like by far the lowest of his career. And that was pretty evident when he went out there. Like basically everything was pitched to contact for John Means. And he's never been a crazy strikeout guy, but that was basically it. Now, as you said, the elbow soreness is somewhat expected for guys coming back from Tommy John. It feels like, right, he's, you know, unless he has another setback, he's going to be good for spring training next year. And I, and I guess it takes us to, you know, John Means is a free agent after 2024. He's got one more year left before he hits free agency. So there's a lot of questions surrounding him at this point. And still, we don't exactly know what he's going to be post-injury. So what do you think like he has to show in Sarasota early in the year for them to at least say, all right, you know, we are trusting John Means 100% again, and he's going to be in our rotation throughout next year? Yeah, I mean, my take, I mean, I know a lot of people disagree with this, but I mean, it's John Means. He has sort of shown who he is through the years, and I think he's earned the right to have his spot unless he's injured. So, I mean, spring training results, as we all know, don't matter that much. So I think as long as he shows he can be healthy and he can pitch the lengths of a game, you know, get them at least five innings, 90 pitches, I think his spot is going to be his on opening day. My curiosity is more, you know, as he goes through the season, what measures are they going to take to protect them? Because he hasn't pitched a high number of innings in a couple of years. You know, his elbow is, you know, more sustainable to injuries after you go through something like Tommy John. So I think my concern more is, you know, when he does start to fall through a little bit, how do they handle that situation moving forward? Yeah, And the last thing about means is just that he is a free agent after the year and he's been such a huge part of the Orioles throughout the rebuild. And he was a guy who really didn't get to see the fruits of it until those four starts. Like he got the Tommy John in April of 22. The Orioles were still kind of a bad team when he went under the knife and got that Tommy John. He missed all the good stuff, came back for the end and then missed the postseason. The O's have not given out an extension to anyone. I don't know that John means will be super, super expensive. It's kind of twofold here for the Orioles because you want to make sure he's healthy. You want to give him some time to pitch next year before you would decide, hey, we might want to re-sign him. But also, if you let him be healthy, he proves that he's old John Means. He's going to pitch his way out of the Orioles' price range, potentially. So what, what do you see the Orioles doing? I mean, we never know what the front office is thinking because they haven't really put out a lot of money for either free agents or retaining players. But how do you think they'll go about this this year, knowing that, it's unlikely that he becomes a guy who's going to garner like a hundred million dollars in free agency. Theoretically, he would be affordable for the Orioles to bring back after next year. I mean, one would think, but I think if you go by their track record, I, I would imagine we wouldn't be hearing anything next year. You know, I don't think I thought if there was be any type of extension or anything like that would have come before the non-tender deadline, been sort of a pre-arb extension, maybe yet cover two years of free agency, but we didn't see that get done with anybody. Um, I I honestly don't know what the Orioles are going to do. I I don't think anything is going to get done before his contract expires. I don't think anything's going to get done until he's a free agent. Um, and you also have to look at the other side. We don't even know if John Means wants to stay in Baltimore. I mean, this could be his chance, you know, go play closer to home. It could be his chance, you know, sign a longer-term deal than the Orioles are willing to sign. He's still relatively young. And if he can show that his arm is fresh, you know, he may be able to go get that three-, four-year deal that the Orioles may not be willing to give them. So we're going to talk about another lefty coming up next, a guy who has much more team control, but 
Ambrose may not be expecting as much out of. Certainly some questions about Cole Irvin's first year in Baltimore, and we'll recap it coming up next. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. We are right here in NFL season, and as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 just if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So we're here with Danielle Allentuck. She covers the Baltimore Orioles over at the Baltimore Banner and talked a little bit about the Orioles' new pitching coach, chatted about John Means' season, and now Cole Irvin, another lefty who spent some time in the Orioles' rotation. Irvin, who came over to Baltimore in a trade with the A's, I believe it was last January that the Orioles brought him in, and it was one of the more roller coaster pitching seasons, Danielle, I have ever seen from someone, especially for like a competitive baseball team that won 101 games. He was a starter. It went poorly. He went to AAA for a while. He came back. Reliever, starter, reliever, starter, reliever, and ultimately was left off the postseason roster. So we're now at the end of the year. I mean, Cole Irvin will be back with the O's next year. He's got three years of control left. How do you parse out what his role could be going into next year? Because I don't think this season gave us any indicators because he did a little bit of everything and he still was left off the postseason roster. I mean, you're exactly right. He did, I mean, I think every role a pitcher can do last season. I mean, he did long relief. He did late innings. He was a starter. He was optioned at times. Um, I, I think you don't really know what his role is for next year until you know what the Orioles are going to do this offseason. I mean, as of right now, if you're looking at their rotation, he would be their fifth starter, it, considering if Tyler Reynolds and D.O. Hall stay in the bullpen, as I think that they probably will. If they go out and get a starter, then you don't need Cole Irvin in your rotation anymore. I could see him maybe in AAA. But then what if they don't go get a reliever this offseason and you need him in the bullpen? So I, I think he's just sort of a guy who will just fill a hole. Um, he could be a spot starter. He could go into bullpen. I see him bouncing back to AAA a lot because he still has options. But I, I don't think he's ever going to really have a defined role with this team. I think – it's all going to depend you know, on the health of the people around him and the performance of the people around him. But that is a really useful guy to have. I mean, his numbers may not be great, but at least you know he can go out there and start for you or you know, pitch a couple of innings out of relief if you need him to. I think that's just sort of the type of guy he is going to be for this team. Yeah, and one thing that does go against him is one thing the Orioles had with him this year. He still had a minor league option year this year, and the Orioles used that, as I just talked about, and you talked about, very much to their advantage. He was up and down a lot. He is now out of minor league options, despite the fact he's got a lot of team control and he's pretty cost effective, which is great for the Orioles. Three more years, you know, he's not a free agent until after 2026. He can't be optioned without being DFA'd anymore. So they're going to have to find a little bit more of a significant role because he is a guy, despite the struggles this year, if he gets DFA'd, he is being claimed by another team with what he's been able to do in the past and the fact that he can just eat innings. Now, his stats in 2023, it was an even split, 24 appearances, 12 starts, 12 in relief. 77 and a third innings. He had a 4.42 ERA with a 20% strikeout rate, which was a career high, 6% walk rate, which was good, 41% ground ball rate, also a career high for Cole Irvin. He kind of found a cutter this year. It was his best pitch throughout the year. Opponents hit under 200 against it, had the best swing and miss. It became his number one pitch in September. But the roller coaster ride was was just weird. And, and Danielle, I don't know what you thought. For me, by the end of the year, 
I was surprised he wasn't on that postseason roster. I didn't think he'd be in any kind of serious role. I didn't think they'd start him in any of the games, but I just felt like what he had done, at least down the stretch, I mean, those last four appearances that he had right at the end of the year, he didn't give up a run over seven and two-thirds innings. When he was in the rotation in August, he had a 3.74 ERA and four starts. I felt like he had maybe earned a spot. I guess the question was, how would the O's use him? But it is weird that he was left off that roster. It it was only weird to me because Jack Flaherty was on it. And I thought if you're just looking at how they performed in the second half of the season, that Cole was the safer option than Jack. So to me, I that part didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And also, you know, I, I think that they probably wish they had him. You know, of all the early exits they have their starters, you know, they were a little weird with their bullpen construction. I mean, Jacob Webb, I think, could have been left off it. Um, and I just I, I I didn't quite understand that one either, to be honest, just because of who made it over him. Yeah, I think the Jack Flaherty one, a lot of people would say he should have been there over Brian Baker. They're kind of different roles on the team, but I think that the Jack Flaherty one, that was probably the, the biggest inner debate, I'm sure, in terms of who's our long man going to be without John Means. And I kind of figure without Means, that would open the door to Cole Irvin, but it was Me surprising too. that that still didn't even open the door for him. So we've we've talked about it a little bit, but it's like you really go back to the trade because I don't want to completely grade out this trade because when you go get a starting pitcher who's been in the big leagues for multiple years, who has four years of control left, you can't really grade the trade after one season because A, the player you gave up hasn't even been in the big leagues yet, and the player you have, you still have for three more years. But we're now almost a year removed from the deal the Orioles made. They sent Daryl Hernandez, who was one of their top 20 prospects, but was not a top 10 guy, an infielder with some promise, but he was younger, and there were certainly infielders ahead of him. Jackson Holiday, Connor Norby, Joey Ortiz, among them Jordan Westberg to start the year, who were clearly ahead of Hernandez in the pecking order. He had a great year in Oakland. Double A, he was awesome. Triple A, he was okay at the end of the year, but they've added him to their 40-man roster, and he'll probably be in the big leagues next year. The Orioles also got Kyle Verbitsky back in the trade. He's a right-hander who spent the whole year at Aberdeen and threw over 100 innings and had a 3-8 ERA. He just seems to be like a solid depth prospect for them. But almost one year removed, knowing that Irvin was up and down, wasn't a start of the whole year, and only gave the Orioles 77 innings. For a guy who, I mean, was coming close to 200 innings back-to-back years with Oakland, that's what the Orioles thought they were getting. He gives them 77. How do you kind of parse out this trade, how good or bad it was, at least after year one? I think it was average. You know, we graded all the trades on the Baltimore banner, and I believe I gave this one a C plus. And I think a lot of fans look at who the Orioles gave up. Um, you know, good prospect who I believe went on to be the organizational player of the year for the A's, if I'm remembering right. And they're like, oh, look what we gave up, you know, for a starting pitcher who was so-so and didn't even start most of the year. But the Orioles are at the point now where they have so many infield prospects that, you know, they have to get rid of them. And, you know, it may not have been the best return, but they at least dipped their toes in the water. You know, they made some room. You know, they're not going to miss him necessarily because where would he play in a couple of years? There's so many other infielders who, you know, need that spot at this time. So to go get a starter who, you know, has the potential and at least can give you innings, I think it was – you know, an average deal to me. It wasn't, you know, a showstopper by any means, but he did his job last year. He did what he was asked at all times. I think for me, for for Cole Irvin, 
he actually ended the season better. And I think if the O's had to do it, right, whether it was they didn't spend money, they didn't get the trades they wanted, whatever. If he goes into spring training looking like the guy who's going to get the number five starter role, I would be okay with that. I mean, I would like them to, to add pitching this offseason, and hopefully they do. But I think he's earned enough, at least in his career, especially before Baltimore, like in Oakland, he was a really solid innings eater for two years there who really could stifle opposing lineups. And he didn't do that as much this year, but we saw it from time to time. There were some stretches even in the middle of the year for Cole Irvin. I think when he got added back to the rotation uh, in June, it was like a, a month from early June to early July. He made five starts. He had a 2.92 ERA in those five starts. Like he had some stretches where he was a pretty good right. big league pitcher. So let's kind of get to Danielle prediction time here to, to finish it off. We talked about means. We talked about Irvin. Let's start with opening day. What is your prediction for the role on the team for opening day for Means and Urban? Basically, the three options would be rotation, bullpen, or not on the Orioles' big league roster on opening day for both of those guys. John Means is in the rotation. That is for sure. I'm going to have Cole in the bullpen because I do believe they're going to go get another starter, whether it's a trade, which I think is more likely than a free agent. But I don't see them going out and getting somebody who can be sort of that long man, multiple inning guy in the bullpen. And I feel like Cole could be that role and then kind of be the spot starter when I need him to be. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say John Means in the rotation as well. And I think I want to I want to be pessimistic and say they don't bring up in enough to push Irvin out of the rotation. But I'm gonna say they at least do that with some sort of veteran who takes a spot there. And I think for Irvin, it's gonna be interesting because. It could come to a point where he doesn't exactly like grab a bullpen spot by the horns and say, this is mine. But because he's out of options, because the Orioles know he can be an effective pitcher for them, and because I think they know with how cheap he is and how you know solid he's been in the past with eating innings, at the very least, if they, if they put him on waivers, a rebuilding team would claim him in a second and say, this is a guy who we can throw out there and can give us 180 you know, league average innings. I mean, the Orioles of three years ago would have been all over Kohler and if he was available via waivers. So I don't think they're going to DFA him. And when you can't option him, he's kind of stuck in the big leagues, even if you're like, well, he's not a disaster, but he's not as great as we want to be. So I do think they'll be in some sort of middle situation where means in the rotation and Irvin is there and they just spend a month trying to figure out what his role will be. But I think he could be valuable too because if he's there in the bullpen and any starter goes down, I would have confidence in Irvin to give you a couple starts, fill in, and at least like keep the Orioles in games at the at the very worst here. I know it's not what you want to hear about the guy the Orioles literally traded a prospect for last offseason, but at the very least, I think he can help a big league team even if he's in the bullpen. And I agree. I mean, I think if you look at the Orioles and their prospects, you know, they have Chase McDermott, who's in AAA last year, but there's not a lot of pitchers who are knocking on the major league door right now. So it's not like there's a lot of people who like midseason, they would have to bump him out to make room for somebody. I mean, his threat right now is just who they go out and sign and or who they go out and trade for. So to me, he's relatively safe because while I do think that they'll make moves for both their bullpen and their rotation, I don't. I don't see them making enough moves to make Cole's wool irrelevant next year. So the second prediction is it's mid-September and the Orioles are fighting at least for a playoff spot, maybe the division. Are either of them in the rotation at that point for the Orioles? And if not, are either of them still on the roster? If the Orioles are in a spot where they're at the very least fighting for a playoff spot in September next year. 
So I think for John Means, it goes back to how are they going to handle his innings limit next year? Because he's not going to go out and be able to throw 150 next year. I mean, most guys who come back from Tommy John, you know, they're hovering right around 100. So my question for the Orioles are, are you going to, you know, slowly integrate him back, you know, keep his innings really low in the beginning and then sort of bump him up as the season goes on or let him go full go and then shut him down early? I don't think you can have it both ways. I don't think it's safe for a pitcher coming back from Tommy John surgery. I would like to think that they're going to go the first way and kind of limit his innings early so he can be there in September because I think that they want him there in September and he obviously would want to be there in September. As for Cole, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I want to say yes, but I also feel like He's the type of guy who, if the Orioles are in contention at the trade deadline, they may go out and get somebody or, you know, pick up another guy like Jacob Webb where they have to clear a roster spot and Cole becomes a guy who you can easily clear. So for him, I'm going to say no. I'm going to take means in the rotation because I think they do what you said about limiting him early. And I think that might be where Irvin could come in next year is where he could help kind of fill the void early while means is settling in to maybe an innings limit. And then, I don't know. I just feel like Cole Irvin can find a way to, to to stick around. So the final prediction is, and this one will just be a quick answer. Will either of these pitchers, John Means or Cole Irvin, make a start for the Orioles in 2025 and beyond? John, no. Cole, yes. All right. I'm going to say no for both. I think John Means because he's on another team. And I think Cole Irvin, even though he's here, is not exactly in a starting rotation spot for the Orioles, although I think they'd probably still keep him around as long as it goes okay in 2024. But Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know you just wrote a story about an hour ago about the Orioles' new pitching coach, but let everybody know here, if they don't already follow along, where they can find you, where they can find your work, um, and where they can find the banner and subscribe in general. Yeah, I work for the Baltimore Banner. You can find us online or on your phone. And my Twitter handle is D underscore Allen Tuck. So we thank Danielle Allentuck for joining us to talk about John Means and Cole Irvin and the Orioles. They have a new pitching coach as well. That's what we'll be talking about on tomorrow's episode. When I'm back for a final Friday episode, Drew French, the Orioles' new pitching coach, will break down his career so far and what he could bring to the O's. Plus a shout-out to Felix Bautista, who just won American League Reliever of the Year. But that'll do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team? Every day.